The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to season three of Students of Mind, the podcast that's all about opening up and normalizing discussions about mental health in ways that anyone can comprehend. In the first two seasons, we sat down with mental health experts and survivors to give you a full circle picture of each topic. In this new season, we will continue to explore the world of mental health through the insights of experts, healers, and individuals with lived experience. From alternative healing modalities to living with multiple illnesses, this season we will cover a wide range of topics with the help of a diverse selection of guests. My name is Jade, and for today's episode, I'm sitting down with my friend, Maya Washington, as a continuation for our Borderline Personality Disorder series. In our discussion, we talk a little bit about what it's like living with BPD as a Black woman. I hope by listening to the show, you're able to learn something new and gain some encouragement through hearing our experts and listening to the journeys of our guests. However, this show is not a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have about your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Students of Mind podcast. Today's guest is Maya Washington. Maya is a case manager for a psychological rehabilitation company and a mental health advocate. She graduated from Morgan State University, and in our conversation today, she shares with us what her experience has been like living with borderline personality disorder, what quiet borderline personality disorder is, and she shares a piece that she wrote about living with this illness. 
All right. So welcome, Maya. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that we could figure out this quick little chat because um, I think you have your story is is really important to share with people so they they know kind of the different ways um, borderline personality disorder can present um and especially the layer of uh like being black i think with mental health in general there's so much stigma in the black community around it and um it keeps us from learning about these things sometimes. So I'm excited to talk to you today. Um, before we get into the topic, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Okay, so my name is Maya Washington. I use they them pronouns. Um, I just graduated from Morgan State University with a bachelor's in psychology. And currently I work as a case manager at a psychiatric rehabilitation program, which is basically me reaching out to individuals who need uh, assistance being rehabilitated in society, uh, whether it be mentally, well, in addition to it being mental health. Uh, I also provide resources, whether it's housing, um, getting important documents, things like that. So I try to help as much as I can, however I can. Um, Yeah. Great. And what inspired you to get into that line of work? Um, I've always just wanted to help people. Ever since I was younger, I've just, that's all I wanted to do was help. And I've been through a few different avenues. It went from me wanting to be a pediatrician to wanting to be like a fashion designer in a way. Um, and then going into high school, I wanted to be a singer. That necessarily didn't work out really well for me. I still like singing, but not in the professional route. Getting in, later into high school, I realized that I really liked mental health and I wanted to understand myself at the same time and getting to know, you know, anything that I'm going through, maybe I can help other people with. So I went to college and wanted to pursue uh, psychology and now I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I love hearing people's stories around that because a lot of people who have their own mental health experiences growing up tend to go into the field when they are adults and so... I just love hearing that path. All right, so let's talk borderline personality disorder. I'm interested to hear kind of what your experience has been. So I guess starting off, I I wanna know like how did you learn about borderline personality disorder and, you know, start to like identify it within yourself? So, from like a very young age and by very young maybe in the beginning early teens i uh i i just knew i there was stuff with mental health going on with me a lot of it i knew of course depression and anxiety like that was something i was diagnosed with early on but i also grew to really see me having a lot of major mood swings um i started to look it up whether it was normal to be, you know, you having these mood swings like this before having the emotions that I was having so strongly. Um, I initially came across uh, bipolar disorder, and coincidentally, I also am bipolar. I have bipolar 2 disorder. But I also wondered if it was more, it was deeper than that, because I also have deep abandonment issues. Um, 
so when I was searching that up and I was like researching that, I came across BPD and just maybe since I was 14, 15, I've always suspected that I had borderline personality disorder. But of course, as you probably already know, you can't be diagnosed that early or you could be, but it's very rare that you would be. And because of the therapist I was working with, she didn't really deal with like personality disorders or stuff like that. So it was kind of just like, if I brought it up to her, she would be one of the therapists that would be dismissive about it. And she has been dismissive. Um, and so going into college, I was in the midst of a hypomedic episode because I was taking antidepressants and that's not going to help you if you are bipolar. That's before we knew. I was diagnosed with bipolar when I was 19, 20. Right after this medic episode, I was diagnosed. But even within that, I had a new therapist and I was telling her like all the things I was going through. She was the one who diagnosed me with bipolar disorder. But I also expressed her, um, I think I have BPD too. But I had just met her, so she under she expressed that she couldn't diagnose me that early, especially because she didn't know my family history or just history of myself, um, and so she had to observe me for a while. Um, and so going into it, I I almost forgot about it. I knew that there was something up. I kind of wanted to keep keep bringing it up, but like after a while, I forgot about it. One day, I said something along the lines of feeling rejected and abandoned and something like that, and she looked at me and she was like, "You." you have BPD. And I was like, I, 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 it was the most relieving but scariest experiences for myself just because I know myself very well, but it's also from what I researched, it's kind of one of those severe things. Um, and so it, I, I was happy to finally be seen, but it's also frustrating in a way. In, in, you know, the episode I did before this um, and just the research I've done around borderline personality disorder, it's so stigmatized that even providers won't want to treat people who are diagnosed with it sometimes. I was going to say, my, I'm technically not officially diagnosed in my records because my therapist has acknowledged if she put it in my records and something happens where the two of us aren't um seeing each other anymore there's a fear that if I find somebody else that's going to try to treat me they won't try to treat me because they see that BPD is documented in my records and so while it is acknowledged I'm not noted in my my chart as having BPD and you know thank god for this therapist that had the wherewithal to be like no I'm not going to put this on your chart because this could affect care in the future but it's unfortunate that we have to do that. Um, so yeah, I, it's a frustrating piece. Um, but I'm glad that you were at least validated in your experience. I think that's really important. I agree. It, it just means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, good. So with your therapist, uh, after she kind of acknowledged um, the borderline personality disorder, did you guys start doing like DBT or any specific types of treatment for your symptoms? Um, or, or kind of what was like the, the next steps you took? So in the beginning, cause it was just so new and I had a lot of other things that I was dealing with in addition to having BPD, it was very much like having to start slow. So I, we didn't start with, uh, DBT immediately. It was more so giving me myself to be grounded and self-aware. It was just a part of DBT. But 
it started she didn't acknowledge it as dpt until maybe months and months later um and so it was interesting to see her like ease me into it without kind of being like this is the thing that we're going to do because while it's important to be aware of like what exactly is happening for me change is very scary and being thrown into things is very scary um and so i had to be eased into it she had to teach me some different coping skills and different ways of um dealing with moments where I do have like episodes and stuff then she finally was like this is what dbt is this is the things that you're doing these are the tools that you have um and there were other types of therapies that she wanted to try with me but a lot of it was in person because I've been online for a while um she couldn't necessarily do it because it's very interactive it's very like I have to be in the experience um but that's something we've been working on for a while and me taking the tools so I don't have to like continuously be validated it's very much I have to grow with what I'm using um but yeah it's it's comforting to know that I I'm being seen and not necessarily just being like okay this is your treatment but more so this is how you react to stuff so I'm going to do it this way so you uh handle it the way that you need to handle and then we'll we'll elaborate when you're ready and you're able to take in what I'm saying um it's good to be seen is what I'm saying (laughs) yeah yeah no and it seems like she was very gentle with the way that she went about treatment with you which I I love that so um before we started talking I, I want you to say this again because I don't think a lot of people know about it, but you you described um, your BPD as quiet BPD. Can you kind of explain what that means and like what that looks like? So BPD, a lot of people know uh, BPD is this disorder that is, you know, highlighted by rage and anger and lashing out on people and, you know, just having so much angry energy. And so for me... I, that's kind of an element that I have, but it's not outward. It's inward. So I don't lash out on people. I don't take anything out on people. It's more so like if something goes wrong or I feel like something just isn't going the way it needs to, I take it out on myself. It's more so self-deprecation. It's more so I am, I am thinking of everything that went wrong or what, anything that can go wrong, and I'm just telling myself putting myself down and you know all the emotions the feelings that I have in my chest and my body become even more overwhelming because I can't take it out on anything or I refuse to take it out on anything in addition to that um and so I'm now grappling with myself um and that's evolved the way that looks has evolved over time thankfully but it was just one of those things where I I, I, when I first read about BPD, I read about the rage and stuff, but I, I, that's why I didn't really feel like I necessarily fit at first. But after researching a little bit more, I did find quiet BPD, and I was like, that makes sense. It's just showcases a lot of what I go through without the anger, without the outward, just like in your face, like this is what's happening, uh, ruining relationships in that way, or not necessarily ruining, but so affecting relationships, I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, thank you for that. Cause I think, um, I think that adds to the stigma when we only view, uh, an illness like this in one way, um, that adds to the generalizations that we make about it. So 
I, I like this is something I'm learning too. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. I'm getting to actually get the full scope of everything. Yeah, of course. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So um, you wrote uh, like a stream of consciousness. Um, and so I did. Yeah. So I'm really excited to hear it and, and for the audience to hear it. Um, I love reading mental health inspired writing. Um, I think it's extremely powerful and moving. So, yeah, w whenever you're ready, let, let's hear it. I'm sorry, I'm reading off my phone. Um, it's not memorized, but. <laughs> so uh, this is entitled, I am not an angry black woman. A stream of consciousness as I navigate life as someone with quiet borderline personality disorder. I think this title is particularly funny and fitting because it is double meaning. I am neither or rarely rather outwardly angry nor really a woman. I like to joke that even since I was younger, it was always just considered to be Maya. It was God Girls Night and Maya. Though I do identify as a demigirl, if I am asked, what am I? I offhandedly just say non-binary, I stick by it. I was also a people pleaser. I was fragile, sensitive, scared to let anyone down, make anyone upset or angry. I still am, to be quite honest. I get so insecure. I get attached to people who are kind to me very easily. It develops into abandonment issues, which is one of the defining features of borderline personality disorder. I did get angry when I was younger, but I don't remember it very well, which is partially why I don't get angry now. I always say I'm scared to see my anger, and I am. I always have been. I also just can't seem to get angry, not on my own anyway. I blacked out exactly once during this pandemic on one of my favorite people. I mean, favorite people, as it, quite literally, this is a term with people with BPD used to describe a person or persons the individual with BPD are fixated on, even obsessed with at the time. It is not a choice we make, it just happens. I also mean favorite person as this person means a lot to me and I still wonder if I was as horrendous as I thought I was that night. I can barely remember and that scares me so much. 
It was not a random occurrence. Rather, a lot of small instances built up over time that I had not realized affected me until that moment I just black out. I don't usually take my anger out against people. I take it out on myself. It builds up and I harbor it until I can't feel it anymore. And I don't mean to harbor it. I just have the worst time identifying and expressing my emotions. Finally, it all spills out. When people ask me how I feel, I can only describe it as being stabbed in the chest or like I'm drowning. It is not exaggeration when I, feel like, when I say I feel like I am dying. I quite literally feel like I am dying. I let out earth-shattering screams. My tears feel like they are burning my face. My body goes weak as I fall to the floor. My head starts pounding. I feel like the world is ending and I am ending with it. I wait until I can feel it all alone in my, the safety of my apartment and I absolutely fall apart. Then I go numb and the process starts all over again. In therapy, I'm learning to cope. I do breathing exercises when I feel myself beginning to be impulsive. I write down what I want to say, I read it, and I try not to send it. I give myself space to feel. I also have reminders like, no one hates me or is secretly plotting against me. I have no control over anyone else. I am not entitled to anyone's time. I deserve love and compassion. The effort I try to extend to others to show them that they are loved, I deserve for myself as well. I'm kind, caring, and not evil. I'm just human, I'm just human, I am just human. And this may seem extreme and silly to have to remind yourself of, but it's something I constantly have to do. Sometimes I feel like I'm a burden. I feel unwanted, like my family, my friends, my favorite people's lives would be so much better without me in it. I continue to bother them, make them feel like I need attention constantly, and truthfully, it does feel that way sometimes. I do feel like I need attention constantly. And when I don't get it from people I want it from, it feels like the world is falling apart and I'm the reason for it. Why did I send that message? Why did I call them? Do I even care? And in that moment where I have to try to devise a plan to make efforts work, maybe if I don't text them anymore, they'll reach out. Maybe if I just fall off the face of social media, they'll wonder where I am and reach out. Maybe if I send them this meme we both like and think it's funny, they'll respond. Often it doesn't work and the efforts I had the planning I put into trying to make some semblance of connection with them goes out the window and I'm left with my own thoughts and intense burning feelings that reside in my chest. And most of the time I sit in my room as the tears shed all over again and I'm left wondering, what did I do wrong? When you Google BPD, it is said to be the most painful mental illness and I believe it. Though I, am a psych I was a psych major, I don't have much medical or psychological knowledge aside from my own experiences living with it. It's hard to see something you live with trending on social media, especially in a bad light. Being called manipulative, evil, insane, insensitive at the very least. It's even harder as someone who is black with this disorder. I'm already seen as a threat because of my skin. In fact, I'm already seen as aggressive because I'm seen as a black woman. I'm lucky to be surrounded by so many loving and caring people in my life who understand me. I know I have the privilege that not many other people, as far as I know, have. But it's also why I'm writing this. I don't see people like me on social media, or I barely do. But I want to find more people who look like me, who may go through the same challenges that I have, so we can connect, bond, share our stories, and create a safe space and community. Maybe one day I will feel comfortable being outright and honest, but right now all I can say is I'm black. I am mostly a woman. I'm not angry. I'm not vindictive nor calculating. I'm not evil. I just feel so much so intensely. I care for so many people. I have so much love in my heart. I have BPD. And I just want to tell my story. And I hope as I grow and heal, I can share my endeavors and hope that people like me that have the same hopes as me too will grow and heal. 
this may be hard to understand what I mean by all of this. So I've written a poem a while back that may help make this a little bit more sense. It's called The Most Painful Mental Illness. Please leave a message after the beep. Hey, I miss you. I mean, I haven't heard from you. I miss you. I don't know why you're always on my mind. Maybe it's the way you used to reassure me your words shelter from the hurricane. That is my mind racing. It's funny, baby. You were the only person I can rely on every day. You were the sun I basked in every day. You were the breath, the air I breathed in every single day. You, 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 what happened to you? I feel like I'm dying when you're not around. Like someone took a dagger right in my chest, like I'm bleeding out, like I'm drowning. Baby, I can't breathe like this one. You're not around. I texted you yesterday. You didn't text back again, but that's okay. You've been doing that a lot lately. I know you've got a lot going on. I got some stuff too, so maybe you and me can be each other's safe havens, kind of like old time, right? Or maybe you can be mine. Baby, I miss you. Why don't you answer the phone no more? Maybe you're busy, or maybe I'm just going through too much, and as such, I don't even want to bother you with all of this anyway. And you know what? It doesn't even matter. You don't even care. You wouldn't even understand, because if you did, you wouldn't do this to me. You wouldn't hurt me like this. Why are you doing this to me? I'm sorry for bothering you. I always do that, so never mind. Anyway, I hope you're having a good day. Please leave a message after the beep. Hey, I know I just called, but I just wanted to say I love you. I mean, never mind. I mean, I do really miss you. I mean, never mind. It doesn't matter. Goodbye. No, wait, I meant mailbox is full. Um, so that kind of just went through the emotions of me specifically having a favorite person and me splitting and what it looks like and feels like to split like that. Um, especially when you have those severe abandonment issues attached to basically how you know yourself. Um, and so I'm happy to have written that, but I also get nervous performing that just because I, I, I know how it looks, but it's also just my truth. It tells the most accurate story or the most accurate way of understanding what it's like to split in a situation like that. Um, so yeah. Wow. That was... That almost brought me to tears, hon. That was really, really powerful. And I loved, I just loved the whole journey that it takes you through. And I think it ending with a poem is, was really powerful. And I'm so happy that you shared it because we need more people feeling okay with speaking their truth on these platforms and for a lot of people to see because as you know like sometimes we feel like a burden and so we don't want to share these parts of ourselves but it's so helpful for people to see this and see that you know they're not alone in in these experiences so truly truly from the bottom of my heart thank you for sharing that um yeah and I hope it was I just hope it was more more healing than the nerve-wracking um yeah thank you for just giving me the space to do it sorry and um it definitely is I know I was talking to you before about like being nervous just because BPD is taboo. I'm not going to dance around it. It's taboo. Uh, like I said in the thing I just read, it's 
been so like it's been so villainized. People see individuals like Amber Heard in the media and they take the entire situation and clump everybody together and being like, this is what it is, period, point blank, when it's just so complex. I know that my experience isn't going to be the same as the person, next person with BPD's experience, so on and so forth. But it's also just remember, like, people with mental illnesses, specifically personality disorders, are people, and these are, like, mental illnesses. Um, so just sharing that, getting having a platform, which I cannot thank you enough at, like, from the bottom of my heart. Like, like you said, you were about to cry, I was about to cry just reading it. Um, Cause I just felt so happy and lucky to even have a space to share this non-judgmental way, in a way that someone actually wants to understand and listen and and care. Um, Cause that's that's all I can ask for. And I just hope that me reading that, someone out there can relate, especially someone who's a black femme, femme or just black in general, but someone who looks like me, and kind of just feels validated i really hope that that happens yeah i th- i think it will i i think it will um so uh as we close um are there any kind of like social medias or um email or anything that you'd like to share with people in case they're interested in like reaching out to you um i'm kind of funny on twitter sometimes so uh, find me on Twitter. It's skygazing with, with the A's and X. Um, also, on my TikTok, I do filters. That's literally all I do. Sometimes I'll talk about mental health. Um, if you scroll some, you'll find some videos. It's also skygazing, A's and X. Uh, Instagram is in the stars, in dot the dot stars, and in as an I N. Um, kind of like that pink song, that lyric in pink. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, but um, those are the three platforms you can find me on. If you'd like to email me, you can email me at skygazing at gmail.com, same as any of my other social medias. And um, yeah, I'm just a guy. So I'm here if you ever need, <laughs> if you ever need to talk or you need anything. I'm, I'm just always here. So yeah. Great. Thank you so, so, so much for being here and for sharing and being open and vulnerable. I really, truly appreciate it. And I do think this is going to help a lot of people. So thank you. Thank you so much. I feel a lot better doing this. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Students of Mind. I want to give a huge, huge thank you to Maya for coming on the show and sharing. I really, really appreciate her vulnerability and openness. And yeah, it meant a lot to me that she felt comfortable coming on the show and sharing this. And I tried to encourage her that it's going to be helpful for someone out there somewhere. So if you'd like to follow her, all of her links will be in the description of this episode. As always, any links to the Students of Mind team social media will also be in the description of the episode. If you are interested in getting support with finding mental health resources to support your needs, I do a service called Sister Sessions where I sit down one-on-one with people to help them find mental health resources. So if you're interested, go to studentsofmind.com slash sister sessions to book a session today. Thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something new or resonated with something you heard today, and I will see you next episode.
I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.